Welcome to Where I Long to Be, a magical trip report podcast. If you are new here, my name is Virginia and I will be your host. And before we get into today's interview, remember to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when there's a new episode. While you're there, I'd appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you are able to, please consider submitting a review. Now let's get into today's interview. I had the pleasure of sitting down with John, who I met on Instagram, where he is known as the WDW Runner. John is a longtime Disney fan, and his love of running has given him the chance to get down to the parks more frequently. In my book, any excuse to get to the parks is a good one. And if someone told me that if I trained for a race, I would get a trip out of it, I would definitely ask, where do I sign? So here's John. Welcome to the podcast, John. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you for having me. You are someone that I have met on Instagram, and your handle is at WDWRunner. So I'm assuming that running is a big part of your life. Is that true? It is. It is. I actually um, ran cross country in high school and then kind of took a break for several years. And then, uh, you know, as I got older, I, I needed to pick it back up and to try to maintain some a healthier lifestyle and uh, maybe drop a little weight. Um, can't eat everything like I used to and just, you know, not affect me at all. So, uh, and also I did enjoy it and, you know, it was another, another thing I could do to, to bring me closer to, to the Disney parks on a more regular basis. So. So how much do you say you run per week? Um, well, I use um, a modified version of the Jeff Galloway plan. I don't know if you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. um, but he's he's the Olympian. His his daughter is Clarissa Galloway, who is the one of the Run Disney hosts. Um, oh, okay. So I was able to to find his plan. It's available on the Run Disney website, and mm-hmm. uh, he breaks it down as far as like five k, ten k, half marathon, uh, all the challenges. Uh, he lays it out. Uh, it's real simple. Um, it's usually about three runs per week. He recommends two midweek runs and then a distance run on the weekend. So I'm really only running three days a week. And uh, the midweek runs are normally 30 minutes, three miles, whichever one you can do. Uh, and then the distance on the weekend. And it, it just you kind of gradually build until you reach your, you know, your goal and to get those distances in. Um, and so it, it's worked for me. Uh, you know, several run Disney races now and really enjoy it. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I think anybody could do it is, you know, you don't have to be a, a great athlete cause I'm definitely not. Um, so anybody could pick it up and, and it's fun. It's, it's a no pressure, um, race. I know I've done some races in my hometown, little five K's and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just something different about, about Disney. So I feel like, if I were to do a race at Disney, I would feel much more inspired to keep going and to actually run than in any of the five Ks that I've done here, which have all, I mean, they've been cool too. Like they've mostly been in central park, um, which is always cool, but I don't know. There, there's gotta be something about hearing the Disney music and seeing Mm -hmm. the characters cheering you on and all that kind of stuff that, it sounds appealing definitely. for a non-runner like me. <laughs> yeah. I recommend it for anyone to try it at least once. I mean, you could do a 5K. Anybody could do that. So, And, and there's a lot of walkers. There's walk run. There's uh, roll Disney, which you've got your you know, your chair athletes. 
Mm-hmm. So nobody's left out and, and everybody's encouraging and it's just, it's a very positive atmosphere. And like I said, no pressure. That's the best part. You don't have to go out and you know, there's the serious runners who go out there to try to set their personal records and that type of thing. But for the most part, it's just everybody's dressed up in costumes and you're just having a, a great time. So, mm-hmm. and, and staying healthy okay. <laughs> or trying to at least. Well, I have to ask then if you love the Disney races so much, what got you into Disney? Was it the movies, the parks? How long have you been going? What's what's your background? Yeah, so um, I've always been kind of intrigued by, I'd say the parks was what piqued my interest at the beginning. I went to Disney for the first time when my parents took me and my younger brother and we were in probably the middle school age. And that's the only time we went when we were kids. And then I went again when I was in, I think it was a sophomore in high school, and went with my school. Um, but I remember getting the guidebooks. And uh, I remember, for some reason, vividly, uh, Dreamfinder and Figment, one picture. I don't know that stands out in my mind, but um, it was just something about it that always kind of drew me in. I was always interested in it and wanted to, wanted to go back. But, you know, as a kid, you don't really have that control. Um, of getting down there because I'm from North Carolina. So it's we're not too far away, probably about an eight or nine hour drive, um, but far enough away to where it's not so easily accessible. Um, but then as I grew older, you know, college is kind of an afterthought. Didn't really think about it much. Uh, knew, knew what the movies were, but it wasn't like something that was on my radar really. And then I met my wife um, and her family. She grew up going to Disney like every other year. So um, once we met and we dated and everything, and they invited me to come with them on a trip, and that was in 2006. And then I've been at least every year, at least once every year since then. So and it's just getting more and more. Now I'm an annual pass holder. So I'm going, I think, four times next year, um, doing a lot of the run Disney weekends. And my brother lives in California, and so he's only been that one time when we went when we were young. So he's going to bring his family for spring break. And they're going to go with us to, to like a traditional trip because um, his kids and his wife have never been. So they've gone, they go to Disneyland all the time. They've never been to world. So they're going to come and I'm going to show them around and uh, see how much it's changed in what, 25 or 30 years since we've been. It's literally a whole new world <laughs> since he was it there. <laughs> definitely is. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's that. So when is the spring break trip? for you when does spring break occur it is in april it's actually easter uh we're leaving i think oh, on okay. the friday before easter and then that whole next week i can't i don't remember the exact date right off the top of my head but it's kind of it's sandwiched in between um the princess half weekend and the springtime surprise weekend so i'm like the first of next year i'm going like four times in a row pretty much so it's gonna be crazy wow well you are brave to go for spring break in april because that is <laughs> in my recollection, one of the craziest times to go. Um, But you'll have a questionable decision. (laughs) You'll have a great time regardless. Where are you staying for that trip? For that one, we're going to stay at uh, Coronado Springs, which I've never stayed at before. I've I've stayed at a lot of the different resorts, Mm -hmm. um, but that's one that has kind of piqued my interest a little bit. And it's not a value, but it's not a, you know, deluxe. So it's kind of somewhere in that middle range. It's got a nice pool. And so, um, there, it may be a once in a lifetime trip for them. So we wanted to do a nice resort, but nothing that's going to like break the bank because they're having to fly. They're a family of four, so they're having to fly here and then get you know tickets for everybody. So yeah, I think, I think well, it'd be good. 
I will tell you that with Grand Destino Tower and how nice it is, it's a moderate hotel, but it feels like a deluxe. Yeah, it looks it like really a deluxe does. from the pictures yeah. and just, you know, I've been to the I've been to the resort at the, like the bus stop basically. I've never really gotten off and explored the resort. I've uh, watched some YouTube videos, but that's about the extent of, of it. So, all right. Before we move on to the details of your trip, you said that you're from North Carolina, and I don't Correct. know if in any of the episodes that you've listened to of the podcast that you've noted that I am a North Carolina native. I, did. I live I in New York, right. New York City for 23 years now, but I have to ask, where in North Carolina are you located? I am in a small town called uh, Troutman, which is about 30 to 45 minutes north of Charlotte. So oh, okay. I don't know if you've heard of heard of Statesville. Um, oh, yeah. Right, I-77 and I-40 mm-hmm. meet right there, but I'm in a little suburb of Statesville called Troutman. This is very small. We just got recently our, our second stoplight, so it was a big day. A second stop. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Did yeah, the town throw time. a party? <laughs> big time. Yeah, definitely. Maybe a riot or two, you know. I kind of grew up here in this area and uh, went, came back after college and then um, just been here ever since. It's a great place to raise a family, though. It's very mm-hmm. small town, classic small town feel. So. Yeah. I used to drive through Statesville because I grew up in the mountains just south of Asheville. And yeah. I went to UNC Chapel Hill. And so I went. Oh. Drive up by oh 40. My oh my right gosh, there. you're wearing a Carolina yes. shirt. Yes, yes. 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 So yes. I feel like I should say tar. Heels. Tar. Yes. Heels. <laughs> okay, nobody's going to know. Everybody's going to be like, what are these people talking about? Uh, I, I hope somebody out there will know. I, oh, at least will. a couple of my friends who re- regularly listen will, will get it. Um, so, follow up question Are you sure. a basketball fan? Oh, I'll, most definitely. Okay. I go I go all the time. I went fun fact, I went to UNC Greensboro, which, you know, was about thirty, forty five minutes from Chapel Hill. And uh-huh. my brother went to Chapel Hill for undergraduate and law school. So we kinda overlapped because he's uh-huh. two and a half years younger than me. So um we were kinda there at the same time. So I was in Chapel Hill all the time. The only thing oh, I didn't okay. do was go to class there, but I did everything else. So <laughs> been to for about seven years. I went to every home football and basketball game. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a part, a big part of me too. Yeah, my sister went to UNC Greensboro, so okay. we have a we lot have. in common. We do, we do. All right, let's get into the details of your trip. So first up, what are your trip dates? I am actually leaving on Wednesday, November the 1st. So we're heading out. Uh, I fly out early that morning. I'll actually land in Orlando at about 1030. And so I can go ahead and get a full park day in. The races don't actually start until Friday, but the flights were so much cheaper to fly in on Wednesday than they were to, to wait a day and fly in on Thursday. Even with the difference in adding an extra hotel uh, night, it was still cheaper to do it that way. So that's what that's what I'm doing. And I assume you're flying out of Charlotte. Out of Charlotte, yes. And then um, into into Orlando MCO, which is, you know, you get your first attraction there on the little uh, airport monorail, Mm -hmm. as I call it. Your friend, Buddy Dyer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. I have to say... I love that voice because when it comes on, it's just like, ah, oh, I made it's it. It's like part, yeah, it's like part of the trip. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. And then I'll be staying until Sunday, November the 5th, and I'll be flying out um, at 6.48 p.m. That's when my flight, and I'll get back in Charlotte around 8.30. So, 
quick trip, but it'll be fun and and action packed. And I do when I do these running trips, they're normally solo trips. Mm-hmm. My wife comes with me on the marathon weekend, um, but we don't bring the kids to these because they're so different. It's it's not your traditional Disney trip. Like I'm in the bed at seven o'clock and I'm getting up at you know two or three a.m. and take naps. So it's just it's just different, and they 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 understand. I think they get it, but. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's like two completely, like I said, different trips um, between you know going with the family or, or doing a, a run Disney event. How many kids do you have, and what are their ages? I have three: two girls and a boy. Uh, my boy is eleven. I've got an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. So they're very active in sports, and we just finished up our fall sports season, and so now I've got like a little bit of a break. And uh, basketball is getting ready to start up because I coach that as well. But uh, I can squeeze my, you know, my run Disney races in in between all the all the activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like you have athletic kids, so maybe there's a day when they will join you in some Disney races. Quite possibly. Uh, my son has done a couple of the five Ks that we have here locally, so uh, I know he'd be interested in it. So maybe maybe one day. Okay. All right. So this trip is solo, right? Solo trip. Okay. And you're landing at 10.30 a.m. Where are you staying for this trip? I am staying at All Star Sports. So when I'm doing my solo trips, I'm all value all the time because the only time I'm in the room is really to sleep. And I don't really sleep that much while I'm down there. So yeah, I just go try to go cheap as I can because I uh, spend my money elsewhere. The values are fine with me. I still love them. Mm-hmm. It's Disney when I'm there, so... Yeah. Do you utilize the Disney transportation from I All-Star do. Sports? I do. Yeah, I, I love, well, I don't love, I'll say I'll use the buses. Um, <laughs> I don't love the buses. I, I always um, <laughs> I always do an Uber from the airport because it's quicker. Mm-hmm. It may be a little expensive, but it just, you can get there so much quicker. I do miss Magical Express. Mm-hmm. Um but even Uber is quicker than that because you don't have to wait on others to mm-hmm. you know to fill the bus up. Uh, although I do hope they bring that back because it is a great option. But yeah, once I'm on property, um, all you know Disney transportation. Uh, very rarely, um, if I need to get somewhere in, in a in a really big hurry, maybe I'll, I'll I may Uber on property. But um, probably ninety nine point nine percent. I used to Disney transportation. Mm-hmm. I really love the Skyliner. I'd love to stay. Maybe art of animation sometime to, or even uh, Riviera, so you can utilize that a little bit more, or Caribbean Beach. But yeah, just the bus is for me. Not very efficient, but it works. Have you ever stayed at Pop? I have. Okay. Yeah. 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 I love Pop. That was before Skyliner, though, when I stayed there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Skyliner is, is great. It's just so quick and easy. And I think that when you are staying by yourself, it does make taking things like the buses a little easier because if you see one sitting there, you can very easily run to catch it if you need to and not be dragging anybody with you. Or you can squeeze yourself in in a way that a whole family may not be able to do based on how many of you there are. So Definitely. And another thing on a solo trip that I've found is that if your bus doesn't come, you can change your plans on the fly and you can go to a adjacent resort or adjacent park or, you know, like I say, go to a resort that has the Skyliner and then take that over to whatever park if you want to go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios. So mm-hmm. there's you got a lot more flexibility. Um, there's, there's pros and cons to both. 
I love both. I miss my family tremendously while I'm there, and I'll think about them all the time or, or turn to talk to one of them, you know, or say, oh, they'd really love to see this. But it is it is nice to have that freedom and flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're in the thick of it with parenthood like you are, to get those moments where you can connect with the things that you love to do and, you know, just take that time for yourself. I think it's really important so that when you do come back to them, you can give a hundred percent. Exactly. Um, okay. So the first day you're landing at 10 30 AM. Do you have any park plans that day or are you a relax on the first? Oh, oh okay. no. No, no relaxing. No, right no relaxing <laughs> for me. I, I relax when I get home. Uh, <laughs> so first I'm going straight. Well, I'll probably check in to the resort just to put my bags down, but then I'm going straight to magic kingdom that first day. Now that is the last Mickey's not so scary Halloween party night. So it closes early, so crowds should be lower um, mm-hmm. for that day. So I could probably get, you know, everything done that I want to get done, and then uh, may or may not linger around and catch a little bit before they try to kick me out. But definitely gonna take advantage of all the park time I can get. What are going to be your priorities in Magic Kingdom? Any rides, in particular uh, foods? Yeah, Space Mountain has always been my favorite ride. Uh, since I was little, the time I was telling you earlier when I went with my brother, it was spring break and it was in the, I guess it was the late 80s or early 90s and there was nobody there. It was crazy. We we rode Space Mountain, got off, ran down the ramp, rode it again. We rode it repeatedly. And ever since then, we just, that's always been kind of like a running joke with us. That's our favorite ride. So that's definitely on the list. Pirates of the Caribbean is another. People mover, definitely that's a must do. Oh, for me too. Um, and then I'll have to go over and pay my respects to Splash Mountain and just kind of check on the progress there, see what's see what's going on. Uh, Big Thunder, Haunted Mansion, those are the must-dos. And then um, Tron, if I can get a lightning lane for that, I'll, I want to do that at night. I've done it one other time, but it was during the day, so I want to try that at night. So are you going to try for the virtual queue at 7 a.m., or will you purchase a lightning lane? I'm probably just going to do the lightning lane. I've, I tried the virtual queue in the past, and all that does is get you to wait in another line. You're like guaranteed a spot to wait in line, and I don't, I don't wait in lines. Mm-hmm. That's just not my thing. I can, I can justify buying Genie Plus or a lightning lane all day, every day. I can, you know, I can pack my lunch for a week at work, or not eat, not drink a Starbucks for two weeks or something mm-hmm. to to justify that. I can. You know, my time is more valuable to me while I'm in the parks. So I'd rather utilize that, you know, by not waiting in a line. <laughs> so that's that's my stance on that. I know there's there's probably mixed feelings on it, but uh, for me, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I can, I would say 99% of the time, be convinced to pay for an upgrade to not yeah. have to wait. It's just, yeah. I agree with you. I'd re- much rather utilize the time to go check out a uh, some merchandise that I want to look at or try a new snack or there's so many other things to be doing. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I can, I'm just not waiting in a line. So yeah, you won't, you won't catch me there. Uh, I don't think I've waited in over 30 minutes. I don't know. in, in years, mm-hmm. you know, only the last time I did was my, my kids really wanted to ride, ride slinky dog and um, all the fast passes or lightning lanes were gone. And so we had to wait. It was close to an hour and it was, it was brutal. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm spoiled, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that is, that is part of 
getting to go as often as you do is is having that flexibility to say, you know what, I'm not waiting in this line. I'll just do it next time. Exactly. Yeah, I'm for- very fortunate to be able to do that. So, I have two follow-up questions for your love of Space Mountain. Number one, have you ever ridden it with the lights on? No, but I have been evacuated from it. Oh, time. yeah. So the, light, so okay. the lights came on and we all got taken off. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, it was kind of creepy because... The, where we stopped, there was no, I mean, it was just a track and you're just kind of sitting there and the lights come on and you're looking down like, oh no, this is safe. Or it's like, if this thing is shut off, is this, how's this even staying on the track right now? So it was kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. And it's, when the lights come on, you realize how old and dusty it is in there. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of, it's kind of freaky, but it was kind of, a, it was a cool experience because we all got taken out and we had to walk out through the back and. So, but yeah, that was the only time I've seen it from the TTA uh, with the lights on. And then of mm-hmm. course and some videos, but never, never actually on the attraction until that, that one time. I wrote it once with the lights on where we were coming up the hill and it just felt a little different the way it was looking at the top. And when we came around the corner, we we're like, Oh my God, the lights are on. <laughs> and I will tell you, it confirmed my decision to not raise my arms on that. And I am somebody who yeah. will raise my arms on a roller coaster. That's yeah. not something I want to do. And I don't have long arms. I am five, three. So okay. <laughs> I still See, would not do it. I, I don't raise my arms on that one. Cause mm-hmm. I'm six one. So yeah, I'm not doing that. And I've seen, you know, the videos and everything. So no, I keep my arms uh, down on that one for sure. But it, I think it would be totally different with the lights on too. The, some of the, what I love about it is the, you know, the unexpected drops and I kind of have the track memorized now, but it still, it still gets you. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is it seems to be getting a little rougher the older I get. So you I don't know, know if that's. <laughs> no, I think it is getting rougher. Cause, and even my son, Alex said the last time we wrote it, he was like that. It felt like the, tr- the car was going to disconnect from the tracks because yeah. at one point I raised up out of my seat. It was, mm-hmm. it was a lot bumpier than I think I remember it, but that yeah. sort of brings me to my second follow-up question, which is, have you ever ridden space mountain at Disneyland? I've not, I've never been to Disneyland okay. it's on the bucket list. And that's that's kind of the thing with me and my brother. He's coming here this or next year in twenty four, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna wait. My youngest is like I said, she's five, so maybe when she gets, I want her to be able to ride everything. So because mm-hmm. it may not be something we get to do very often, if ever again. So I want to wait till she's old enough to ride everything, and then we're gonna go out and and do Disneyland and California Adventure. So looking forward to that and seeing the differences that there are. Yeah, I I may I may create some. Uh, enemies here by saying this, but uh-huh. I will say that I think the Disneyland Space Mountain's better. That's what I've heard. So I'm I'm here for it. I want to see it and and the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see pirates there. You know, I've heard that's a, bit, a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited to go whenever that time comes. So yeah. All right. So at the end of your park day, which will be ending early because of this party. What is your plan after that? Well, I was I was looking at that actually today because I was like, I didn't realize, honestly, that that was a, a party night. So, uh, like I said, I may try to linger around a little bit. I know I won't be able to ride any attractions, um, but, you know, I could still maybe check out the parade as I'm slowly exiting mm-hmm. or uh, maybe the fireworks, but we'll see. But um, Epcot and Hollywood Studios are open until 9 on that night. 
So I'll probably, honestly, since I don't have a race the next day, I'll hop over to one of those two parks and close out the night there before going back. Because like I said, I don't have to get up super early the next day. So I can, mm-hmm. that might be my, really the only night that I can stay out a little bit later because my favorite time in the parks is at night. It's mm-hmm. a completely different vibe in every single park. And there's just something magical about it. And you can't really explain it unless you just, unless you've been there and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I totally agree. I I think my two favorite times are very first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and the very end of the night. Yep. Same. Definitely. I think the first in the morning, I think it's because it's less crowded normally once you get past the, the bottleneck at the entrance. Mm-hmm. And then at night, like just as soon as the sun goes down, it's just with all the lights and the... Um, especially like Hollywood studios with all the neon. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, in November, the first of November, you should start seeing some Christmas decorations going up already too. So that'll be oh, yeah. exciting. Kind of get that transition from Halloween to Christmas. So I'll probably get to see a little of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, okay. So Thursday, November 2nd, what is the plan with no race on the agenda? No, no race, but that is the day, the first day of the, the run Disney expo. So it opens at 10 a.m., so I'll have to head over there first just because my park for that day is Epcot, which I know that uh, Future World or whatever, it's not called Future World anymore, but that's going to you know open up early. I think it opens at 8.30 for early entry. Mm-hmm. Um, the World Showcase, you know, is still, still 11 before anything opens back there. So I'm going to utilize that morning to go on over to the ESPN Wide World of Sports and hit the expo, pick up my bibs, and my shirts go through the merchandise and then head over to Epcot. Did they give you any kind of preview about the merchandise that will be available or is it all kind of a surprise? They, they preview some of it. If, if you follow uh, run Disney on Instagram, especially they will always post um, usually, you know, a day or two before mm-hmm. and they'll post a few things. They don't give you everything, but they'll give you an idea of, of some of the merchandise that they'll have, uh, I guess just to pique people's interest, but the lines are always nuts over there. So, I mean, I don't, I don't spend a ton of money over there. It's gotta be something that I really, really like, but I still like to go through and, and just check it out. And then I always, always leave with something. I usually get a pin for whatever race I'm doing or a challenge that I'm doing, just something to kind of um, commemorate it. Um, you get a shirt for every race you do. So I don't really buy shirts. I get get them included with my, you know, the registration. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still neat to go over and see uh, all of the merchandise, and then the uh, the vendors that are there. They've got, you know, the shoe vendors, sunglasses. I mean, anything for a runner that you can imagine they have, mm-hmm. and it's just really it's really cool experience. Do you get to utilize your AP discount on any of the things that they have there? Not on with the vendors. You do with the Run Disney merchandise. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So, that helps a little. Yeah. It does. It's nice. It's a, that's a, a really big perk that and the parking, the free parking. If you're mm-hmm. staying off site, which I've done before too, and yeah. that, you know, it makes a big difference. All right. So after the expo, are you going to head straight to Epcot or will you drop your things back off at your room? Uh, I'm, I'll probably head straight to Epcot, but it really just depends on maybe the time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course I'll get on at 7am and, and look at lightning lanes, look at, um, I don't know if I'll do virtual queue for Guardians because the same thing as I was talking about with Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got a virtual queue 
for Guardians of the Galaxy on one of my previous trips and then got in the line and it looked to be like it was going to be an hour wait even with that. So I ended up just getting out of line because mm. uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and spend an hour of my day standing in a line. So uh, I got out of the line and bought the lightning lane <laughs> and went in the other side and went right up to the ride. I said, there's, there's no way you convinced me that it's not worth it. Mm. Um, so that's, that's probably what I'll do is just go on over to Epcot. Um, depending on what time I'll, I'll grab some lunch. It's food and wine festival. So uh, I may just, go around world showcase and try some different things and my pro tip for uh, any run disney race the day before a race is i don't eat anything after five o'clock in the evening because you don't want your stomach messed up or full or indigestion or anything like that before you're getting up to to run any type of a distance so i will i'll try to drink a lot i'll try to hydrate with either water and gatorade alternate um, the day before because when you're when you're hydrating it's what you drink the day before that that will you know affect you on race day so mm-hmm. that's always something good to remember but yeah I'll, I'll save my my big meals or big snacks for after the race so do it in the morning or the early afternoon that's my tip so that's my plan but i'll definitely hit um guardians i'll get a lightning lane for that i'll get a lightning lane for remy ratatouille adventure got to do living with the land that's another favorite of mine there's nothing thrilling about it it's just a nostalgic i guess favorite and then of course spaceship earth those are really my must-dos at epcot and then i just i could just walk around there all day and just soak in the atmosphere will you be trying to kind of watch how many steps you're taking the day before a race is that something you're conscious of uh, not, not really. No, I've, I've never done it. I mean, that, that would probably be a smart thing to do, but normally, no, it's, it's, I, I mean, when I'm, when I'm by myself, especially I go at a lot slower pace. So I'm not rushing from attraction mm-hmm. to attraction. So I'll take my time in between or, you know, I'll stop and go back and explore the, the Japan pavilion or something and walk back into Morocco and just, you know, take my time, grab a drink and just, you know, soak everything in to where with, with kids there, you're running from the next thing because they're just, you know, they can't get enough. Like, what are we doing next? Mm-hmm. So you don't have that time to just explore. Um, I just use my iPhone, but I love to take pictures and, and get different angles of different things. So that's what I'll do is just, and I'm the big Epcot fan in my family. Nobody else, they like Epcot, but it's not their favorite part. So I'll, I probably will spend more time at Epcot on these solo trips than, than any other trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love Epcot. I there's something about it. I love the Living with the Land ride. I love yes. the edutainment part of it, but also it, it just it kind of forces you to go at a little bit slower pace because mm-hmm. of the World Showcase and the distance between things. And so I kind of like that it makes for a more laid back, do what you feel like you want to do kind of day. So yeah, always a favorite for me. Definitely agree. I always joke around and say it's definitely one of my, it's in my top four parks. Mm-hmm. Right? So I sound like he laughs at me when I say that, but he's like, <laughs> what's your favorite park, dad? And then I said, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I love them all, you know, but I said, you know, so whichever park he's asking about, I said, it's definitely my top four. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Cheesy um, dad joke. Oh, well, I love a cheesy dad joke. <laughs> Okay, so if you're not going to eat anything after 5 p.m., 
and you mm -hmm. do have a race the next morning. What is your plan for your time to be exiting the park and your time to be in bed asleep by? Um, I'll try to be back at the resort by seven o'clock. So, you know, you're, you're excited on a Disney trip, any, any Disney trip, but on a race trip on the night before you're anxious and you're, you know, I mean, you set your alarm for, I don't know, two thirty or 3 AM. So you, you know, you're down to, you're under a little bit of pressure. You know, you have to go to sleep cause you're going to have to wake up. So, um, I'll just try to get back. And it may take a maybe take me an hour to get to sleep. So, you know, close the blinds, get in there, get get in a nice dark room, make it cool, mm -hmm. and just try to try to doze off by eight o'clock. And then you know you'll get what six hours maybe. As long as I get six in, I'll be good. And then I'll be up and ready to roll. I'm not I'm not too worried about the five k. I've actually stayed for fireworks and and got back and and done that on just three hours of sleep before. Probably not recommended. Um, the good thing about that. On probably, the not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Don't try, try this one. at home, people. Don't, don't try this at home, kids. Um, but the good thing about the 5K is you'll finish so early, you can get back and take a nap and then still be, you know, in the parks by, by rope drop almost. I mean, you may mm -hmm. you may miss it by a little bit, but that 5K distance is it'll be 30, 40 minutes and you're done. So depending on the crowd that you get, you can you can be out of there. Some people like to linger around, but after after a race and during the race, I'm thinking, all right, I could eat. this is what I'm going to do today, and I'm always thinking about my park day. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the I love the runs, I love getting the medals at the end, um, but you know, it's still Disney, and you're excited, and you want to you just want to get to the park. So at least that's what that's what I'm I'm like when I'm there. Okay, so Friday, it sounds like you will have an alarm set for two thirty a.m. Were you throwing that out, or is that an actual yes, two thirty or three um it just depends i'll check i'll double check at the resort to make sure what time the bus will be there and then i'll give myself about 30 minutes uh, you know to get up and, and get get ready and get down to the bus stop um because you know they're they're going and my i try to get there as quick as i can because i want to get at the front of whatever corral i'm in that way there's even less pressure you know not that i'm going to get swept or anything like that but you know, if I'm up to the first of the crowd, then I'm going to have thousands of people behind me and it's just more, more relaxed. And then I can finish quicker and, and get back to the resort, shower, get, get to the parks, which is, you know, secretly probably the real reason I'm there. Okay. It motivates, motivates me to do the, these runs. I think just an excuse to get back down there. And they assign you what corral you're in based on times that you've submitted they right? they do you can you can submit time um normally that's for your more serious runners um and you want to get placed in the first corral mm -hmm. um you have to submit a time so i the first race i ever did i was in i wasn't in the very last one but i was in the second to last one and each time that i've gone back i've kind of moved up a little bit so i don't know if it's just luck of the draw or if they can kind of pull your your times from past races um, you can put like your expected finish time in when you register and say so that maybe that has something to do with it too. Um, but to guarantee you one of those first two corrals, you do have to submit a proof of time. Okay. Which I've never done. So you don't, you don't have to. And I was in uh, the last one that I did was springtime surprise and I was in corral B or two, whichever one, I can't remember what it was last time, the second corral. So, and it was, I think there was four or five corrals. So, uh, that was that was really nice because you start earlier, you finish earlier, and you can get your day started. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm I'm sure even if you don't submit a ton, you know Disney is always watching. So. <laughs> oh yes, yes they are. They know exactly where They're you like, are. They're like, did you see how fast he got from the front of Epcot to the back? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did. Uh, let me tell you a real quick kind of funny story that you said that I was getting off Guardians. It was the day that I got out of the virtual queue and got in the Lightning Lane line. Well, I had a Remy Lightning Lane at the back. And, you know, that's the complete opposite end of the park. Mm-hmm. And I think when I got off of Guardians, I had nine minutes to get there. And that was including like the 15-minute buffer. Uh-huh. It was a race weekend, so I guess I was I was trained and prepared. But I hightailed it from Guardians all the way to Remy's, and I got there with a minute to spare. But I was, and that's literally was, like a half a mile. Oh, it was a it was a good ways away. I was hurdling strollers. I was people thought I was a madman, but I was I was not gonna miss that. So, uh, oh man, it was... that put a real image in my head of you just like jumping oh, yeah. over toddlers. <laughs> yeah, I could see the uh, you know somebody had a video of that. That that would be worth something like that. Yeah, in it my reminds head, reminds me of stuff. Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was picturing. Like, something like that, but you were like, okay, so this is the mental image I had, was a kid in a stroller with an ice cream cone, and as you jump over, they look up in slow motion to watch you, and while they look up, the ice cream falls off the cone. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We that, just created that, that may a have short happened. Film. That's it. I can't confirm or deny that that happened. So. <laughs> All right. So how long is this race? Is this a 5K? The 5K, the first one, it's it's actually three three races. So on Friday morning is the 5K. It's uh, Alice in Wonderland theme. So that, that's different. So, But I do like the fact that they, they change it up. It's not the same every year. Um, Marathon weekend is always the same as far as the theme of the races mm-hmm. um, with the characters. Now, they'll change the theme. Like last year, it was a 90s, like 90s theme. Um, and then... You know, it, it can change from year to year, but the characters will stay the same for the most part. Mm-hmm. Mickey and Minnie are always on the the marathon, and then you've got your challenges: the Goofy Challenge and the and the Dopey Challenge. And then um, the five k is usually Pluto, and then the ten k has changed in the past. It's been Oswald before. Uh, it was Chippendale last year, so I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but for this is my first wine and dine half weekend so this is all going to be a new experience for me but yeah alice in wonderland 5k on friday uh the be our guest 10k is on saturday morning and then the encanto half marathon is on sunday morning and then all those together if you do all three of those races is the the challenge and it's the figment themed this year so figment's making a big i guess you'd say reintroduction in, into the parks you're starting to see him more and more mm-hmm. and this just goes right along with that so i'm excited so you're doing all three you're doing the challenge yep i'm doing the challenge oh, i'm doing my, my goal for this race season which starts at wine and dine here is to do all the races the walt disney world races for the race season so that's wine and dine marathon weekend princess half weekend and springtime surprise Okay. So I'll be doing the challenge on all four of those weekends. Probably a one and done. <laughs> Do they give you any kind of discount for signing up for multiple races? No, no definitely not. No, this is Disney. No, no, no. That's too bad. <laughs> I wish. They should. I think they need to do like a rewards program. So. Uh-huh. But it's so popular, they don't have to do that. So. Oh, I'm sure. I, I don't expect them to, but that would be a really nice perk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, it's probably going to be a one and done because that is a lot. It's a lot of mm-hmm. time away from like 
family and uh, it was a lot of money. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, I just want to, something I can say that I did and then I'll go back to definitely marathon weekend every year and then maybe one of the other weekends. But mm-hmm. yeah, four is a, a bit much. This is definitely going to be a once. I have to bribe my wife with something for this and for, for letting me get away with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay. So after the 5k, you have a 10k the very next day. So mm-hmm. I'm imagining you're going to be doing the early to bed thing for Definitely. Friday night as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'll, um, I'll actually come back after the 5k, get a quick shower, probably take an hour nap, like a power nap, I guess you'd say, and then hit the parks running. My, my part for that day on Friday is Hollywood studios. So like I said, another one of my top four parks. I gotta, you know, gotta get there. Gotta, gotta make it happen. So, I'll get there probably a little after rope drop, which is it's not a bad idea at Hollywood Studios because it's such a disaster before park opening right there, mm-hmm. and then everybody kind of disperses out. So, as long as I get there thirty minutes or so, then you can still ride a couple things maybe without too much of a wait. But uh, my must dos there are, of course, Tower of Terror. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and um, Rise of the Resistance. Those are my those are my three must dos. And then I'm old school. I love the Indiana Jones stunt show. I never miss it when I'm there. So I hope it always. I hope it's always there. I know a lot of people want it to go and do something else new there, but I, I do. I love it. And I think a lot of it's because I grew up with those movies, and then mm-hmm. I just remember it from my my childhood when I went. That's one of the you know the memories that I have of of Disney World. So. Yeah, I love the stunt show. I it is a little bit shorter, I think, than it was pre-pandemic. They cut out a little bit. A little bit, but the last time I went, it was getting back to normal. The only thing they haven't brought back is that the audience participation, where they used to bring people out. Right. So I don't know honestly if that'll ever come back. But for the most part, uh, all the scenes are, are there again. Um, okay. So I think it's pretty pretty close to being back to normal. Well, when you do eventually get out to Disneyland for mm-hmm. your chance to explore those parks, I would love to hear what you think about the Indiana Jones ride, because I think it's, I, I hate to say this because I love Dr. Seeker so much in the dinosaur ride, but the Indiana yes. Jones version of the ride is really cool. That's what I've heard. I've heard it so much better, but it sounds like we're going to get to get to yeah. find out for ourselves. So yeah. we just have to, I don't know the timeline on that, but. Yeah, that's exciting. Knows. But yeah. I love going. I love those those old school pre shows though, because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's Doc, that's Doctor Huxtable right there, and I'm like, no, yeah. you know, Felicia Rashad, <laughs> and I get my kids to say that. I was like, look, that's Claire Huxtable right there, and they have no clue who that is. But yeah, yeah I just love that. That's and you know, those are those uh, nostalgic memories of Disney that I have. Those you get those actors that you see on TV and they come in there to do these little pre-shows like Gary Sinise and mm-hmm. uh, I always call him Putty from Seinfeld over at Soren. Uh, I just love that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I, I love all of those bigger names, but I, the guy who plays Dr. Seeker in the dinosaur pre-show, oh, yeah. like, I'm a little obsessed with him. He, I just think <laughs> he, and maybe it's in comparison to the guy who plays the doctor in the, um, in the flight of passage pre-show. And I don't want to shade him for that because no, no. I always because I always did shade him for that. And then I was listening to some podcast where he was being interviewed and he was directed to do it that way. Not only was uh, okay. he directed to do it that way, 
but he also said in this podcast that he had already recorded all of the the video and then for some reason there was something wrong with the audio so what you're seeing when you're watching the flight of passage pre-show is him acting and doing his own voice on to a screen of himself playing so that's why wow. it's like a little weird also <laughs> so weird. from that point on when i heard him say that i was like okay i totally forgave him i was like no that's too much wow. for anybody that's to amazing. deal with i can't believe that okay yeah. <laughs> I figured it was probably put in there, you know, on purpose to make it sound more maybe realistic, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool. I like yeah. It. I like when you it. think it's about a good touch. that it's put on and he's lip syncing it. Yeah. I look at it. I look at it differently now for sure. Yeah. That I know that. <laughs> but Dr. Seeker, what I was, where I was going with that was like, there's, I'm just fascinated by this actor. Cause I think he does such a good job. And I literally think if I saw him walking down the street, I might, turn into like a girl who sees the Beatles walking down the street and be like, Oh my God, it's Dr. Singer. <laughs> He's looking around like, you know I who know. I am? What are you talking about? I know, I know, I know. No, that's be great. Like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's wrap up these plans. So you okay. have those priorities. And then because you have the, uh, the 10 K the next day, it's another early night. Um, mm-hmm. So for the 10K, are you getting up just as early? Same same time, yeah, same time. All the races start at 5 a.m., so I try to get – yeah, I know. So I try to be there by at least 4 a.m., but it's usually a little bit before that. And that way, like I said, I can get to the front of the crowd. Not just – you don't want to just be in one of the first few crowds. You want to be at the front because those mm-hmm. crowds can get very crowded, and everybody – kind of like you're waiting in a queue and then they're getting ready to let you in the festival of the lion king and everybody just kind of get on your back you know mm-hmm. just kind of pushes forward so you can go ahead and get up to the front and then you can get your seat on the ground and i mean it's early and you're tired but mm-hmm. uh, and then you know you're gonna have to wait but they have a lot of entertainment out there they have djs they have um the the sports host as they're called which you know they come out there and they banner back and forth and then they interview people in the crowd so the time goes by really quick they'll show previews of some upcoming disney movies they'll talk about some of the charities that they're involved with so it's it's really neat um it's, it, it goes by faster than you think you think you're sitting out there for hours but it, it really is not that bad yeah i can imagine that would be the case yeah. so after this race what is your plan the plan for Saturday is Animal Kingdom. So I know some people skip this park, but uh, I love it. I, w- I would never skip this on a trip unless I just had maybe a one-day trip and couldn't go but to one park for some reason. But I love Animal Kingdom, so I'll get over there. The good thing about that is you don't have to be in a huge hurry because you can you can really get done with the whole park in a short amount of time, depending on what you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can spend all day there. I could spend all day there, or you can, you can be in and out in a couple of hours. So, mm-hmm. uh, always, I love flight of passage. I love Everest. It's probably my second favorite ride in all of Disney world. So definitely we'll do those two. Um, I'll try to get the safari and the festival of the lion King. Those are my must do's for animal kingdom. And, um, always have to eat at flame tree barbecue. And I'll go and sit down by the little, the water there where you can see across to Everest and mm-hmm. eat lunch there. So it's always a nice, peaceful spot. And a lot of times people don't know about it. So you can go down there and kind of sit by yourself or 
you know, not not a whole lot of people around, just some maybe some some stray birds trying oh, to steal your food. But <laughs> I'm so afraid of birds, and those birds crowd around Flame Tree Barbecue. It is it they is do. the worst. They they scare me to death. But <laughs> what I will say about Flame Tree Barbecue is this is a testament to how good Flame Tree Barbecue is because I am imagining that because you are from North Carolina, you know your barbecue. I do. I know it well. I mean, it's, it measures up. Flame Tree is excellent. So mm-hmm. that's like a, that's a must do. People always go to eat at uh, Santuli Canteen and it's good. I'll, I do like that, but I'll, I would rather have Flame Tree. Mm-hmm. To be honest, so that's my go-to spot. Okay. With the half marathon the next day, mm. is there anything you're doing differently on this day? Are you still sticking to the no eating past 5 p.m., all of that? Yes, definitely. That's that's my, you know, a hard, a hard rule that I do not go past because I've never, I've been so scared to do it at Disney because I don't want to, to affect a race, you know, at home when you're training for these races and you're, you got a big distance one coming up, you may go out to dinner with some friends the night before, and it could be a bad situation the next morning. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not being sick, but just you feel, sometimes you still feel full if you eat a big meal or uh, something doesn't settle just right, and that's mm-hmm. not the feeling you want when you're trying to do a race, and especially when you've paid a lot of money and you've invested time and, you know, resources to get down to a, this destination, and then you just don't want them to mess that up. It's just not worth it. So, yeah, same deal. I'll, you know, I'll eat lunch probably at Flame Tree, and I'll even maybe get something like a light snack on the way back to the resort. But, yeah, definitely bed by 7, 7.30 around that time, and then be up and ready to go for the, the half marathon. When you finish the last race, if you're doing the challenge, you'll get the race theme medal, and then you'll also get the challenge medal at the end. So you come away with two different types of bling there at the end of that race. And then at Marathon Weekend, you get the Marathon, you get the Goofy Challenge if you've done all the races, and then you get the Dopey Challenge too um, if you've done all those races. So you, you can you pick up a lot of hardware there at the end of those those last days. It's very rewarding though. It's mm-hmm. you know so much encouragement along the way. And then so many people cheering you on. You'd be amazed at the people who are just lining the course at all hours of the morning. I mean, they may know one runner out of these how many ever thousands of people, but they stand out there and cheer you on. And mm-hmm. um, if they can see your name on your bib, they'll call your name. And it's just it's very inspiring, and it keeps you going. And you know, it makes you feel good. And, and like I can do this, it gives you that second wind, and you can you can finish strong. Do you have a favorite Disney song that when you hear it, it just really gets you going? Um, I love, um, what's the one from Hercules? They only, they play Go it the at distance. the distance. Yeah. They play that one at the marathon. I think it's on like mile 25 or 26 and they mm-hmm. play that. And that's always like, all right, it's just like the perfect uh, song for that, for, mm-hmm. especially for the marathon. And then when you're doing the marathon, you're, you know, you're, if you're doing the dopey challenge, which is the 5k, 10k, half full on consecutive days it's it's huge accomplishment and it's like you really did go the distance i mean you've you've done amazing it's 48.6 miles in four days so it's yeah it's 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 no joke for sure yeah it's it's crazy but it's 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 very rewarding and you feel like you've accomplished something i've read somewhere that um only one percent of the world's population has done a marathon so it's a huge accomplishment to get out there and really to do any distance, but to do, uh-huh. you know, 26.2 or, and then 
but 48.6 on top of that, it's, it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, anybody who can get out and get moving in any way is inspiring to me, but especially Mm -hmm. my thought is as a non-runner, I'm especially inspired by the fact that you're at Disney. You could be off eating snacks and riding rides, but instead you're putting yourself through a race. So that's amazing. That takes some willpower. Yeah. Some people say amazing. Some people say you're crazy. So (laughs) I guess that's why they call it dopey or Uh when you're doing that. Yeah. (laughs) But no, it's, it's great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's, it's very fun. And then uh, I always just try to recover if if I can get into a hot tub after Mm -hmm. the races, especially the longer distance ones. And then I always, I have some ice packs, I always ice my knees afterwards, Mm -hmm. just, just in case. I just don't want them, want it to be a problem. And I've never had, issues even after half marathon or a marathon I'll, I'll come back and take a couple hour nap and then i'm in the park so i may be moving a little slower on those days but i'm, I'm still out there and enjoying my, my park time what time do you anticipate you will finish up your half marathon that day um normally i i go i don't try to set any records when i'm down there i'm just there to finish and so you know i'll, I'll try to maybe set records when i'm doing my training or my personal records, but down there, I'm just going at a slow, steady pace. I'll, I'll do a marathon pace, even for the 5k, just to enjoy the scenery and seeing the characters. Now I'm not one to stop and wait in a line. Cause you know, I don't wait in lines, no. but to get my picture <laughs> taken with the character. So I'm not doing that because sometimes those lines can be 20 or 30 people deep. And I just, that just doesn't make sense to me in the middle of a race, but it's cool to see them. I mean, I run by them, so I get to see all these characters, and I might snap a picture as I go by. Um, but it should take me right at three, probably a little under three hours to do the, the half. So I should be done by, I'm, I won't start at five. I'll probably start closer to maybe six o'clock. Uh, so I should be done by nine, back at the resort by 10, and in the parks by maybe lunchtime. But since that's departure day, you know, I'll have to, I have to take my bags with me, and I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but you can you can check your bag at the parks. So especially if you're like me and you're going to Uber back to the airport, I'll take my bag, check it at the guest relations. Mm-hmm. It's like ten bucks. I mean, you can't beat it, and they give you a ticket, and then you can come back and get it later, and then you can be on your way. And then um, my flight leaves MCO at six forty eight p.m. So I'll have to I'll probably I'll probably leave Disney World at three or three thirty, mm-hmm. maybe four if I'm <laughs> feeling a little risky there. I don't know. And, and then head back home. Um, does it matter what size bag you have or how many bags you have to do the leaving the bag at guest relations thing? Um, you know, I, I'm not really sure. I've always just done a duffel bag for these weekend races. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pack. I pack very light. I, I usually have a couple pair of shoes. I wear one carry another on and have like a like a flip-flop um or a slides type sandal type shoe mm-hmm. um and then i'll have when i'm running in and then i usually use the shirts that they give me to wear during the days so it's yeah. one less thing i have to pack and it's and just kind of keep it as light as possible and then so I, i'm usually just got the one duffel bag but i'm sure they would do more i don't know if it if that's ten dollars per bag i'm sure it probably is um, but i've only ever done the one okay so I didn't ask when you were talking about uh, getting yourself ready for the race, but mm-hmm. are you going to wear any kind of themed running attire 
to go no, with this I haven't yet. I'm not saying I'll never, I never will. That's never really been my thing. I'm, I'm very hot natured, even in the colder months. And then you're in Florida, so it's warm. So I don't, you know, I'm not big into putting a whole lot on. I get, I'll get too hot when I'm running, but I try to at least maybe do colors. Like for dopey, I always wear something like green and purple. Um, so I may, I may do that, but mm-hmm. no, not really. I just go for comfort and for the, you know, just for the atmosphere of of the race. So no, a lot of people dress up, and I love seeing others. I've had my picture taken with a lot of people that are dressed up, and some people go all out on these costumes. But yeah, that's not that's not really my style. Do you have um, Memory Maker? I'll usually get it for Marathon Weekend. Um, oh okay. But I yeah, I haven't gotten it for for the other the other weekends. Okay, so if you do, does it include the race photos? It does. Show up on your... Yep, oh, okay. they do. Okay. And they take a ton of them, so it's really cool. I've gotten, uh, each time I've done the marathon, they they always have a ton of photo pass, people right in front of the castle when you're going by. Yeah. And so um, each year, I just kind of, like the first year, I had my hands like palms up when I was running by. Um, and then the second year, I, I did two fingers, and so I'm, I plan on doing three this year for the marathon, and that mm-hmm. way it's kind of like the same shot every year, but then... You know, from how many times I've done it, I don't know. Kind of silly, but that's it's it's worth it to me to do that, and you get some really unique pictures. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a big accomplishment. I think it, I want, mm-hmm. you know, I want to have something there to look back on to remember mm-hmm. that I did this, and I can show, you know, kids, family members, friends that this, you know, I did do this. Here's, mm-hmm. my, here's my proof. I was there. <laughs> I don't know what to say for a race. I certainly don't want to say break a leg because no, we don't, no, we don't, don't want, want to do, do that. that. No, so no. <laughs> I wish you smooth sailing on all these, these races. And I, um, I hope you have fun too. And I hope you have good weather. Yes. And we look forward to hearing how it all goes when you get back. So we'll definitely, talk to you very definitely. soon, John. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you all enjoyed hearing about John's plans. His post-trip report is up now and waiting for you. So thank you all for listening. And don't forget to keep daydreaming about where you long to be.